The following is a presentation of the Boston Podcast Network. Podcasting is a great way for professionals to tell their story. Find out how you can get started at pod617.com. Tonight on the program, he's big, he's hairy, he may be from another dimension, and his book Monsterland is available now. Oh, and we just booked Bigfoot on the show. Plus, did we get a monster mail on the greatest UFO footage to date? I guess we'll wait while Maddie and Ronnie debate. Tonight on Monsterland. Welcome to a wicked mystery. A paranormal perfect storm known simply as Monsterland. The Monsterland podcast is recorded live in an undisclosed location somewhere in the heart of high strangeness, just outside of Monsterland, Massachusetts. And now, here are your hosts. Paranormal author, researcher, and speaker, Ronnie LeBlanc. And the host of the Curse of Oak Island drilling down on the History Channel, Maddie Blake. Hello, Ronald. Matthew. Did I just call you big and hairy? You did. Thanks. Sorry. I call him like uh, I see him, big man. You are a bear. I have to shave now. I'm like <laughs> all self-conscious. You're actually hairless. Am I? Pretty much. Kind of. This is getting really, <laughs> really uncomfortable. Uh, hello, monsters. Welcome <laughs> to another edition of Monsterland. We're not even drinking. Um, wow. A lot to get into. Tonight is an episode that's been a long time coming, probably. We're going to deep dive into some fun big Bigfoot talk. Uh, coming off the heels of last week's episode where producer David made a great point. Where is the definitive Bigfoot movie? Mm. Um, why aren't people taking this more seriously? And so we thought, you know, we've got stuff going on in our own backyard. It's the genesis of this show. If anything is responsible for this show, Ronnie, it's you as a young boy being in Monsterland yeah. and having a Bigfoot experience. Let's just call it that. Yeah. That's what it was. I'm sorry. Yeah. That's no, what it was. Yeah, you it was didn't no, know it. I didn't know at the time, but I'm convinced it was because of all the different stories and the whole history of the area. Absolutely. And that sets into motion your lifetime of trying to figure this stuff out, your mm -hmm. book, us meeting, and then this podcast. And yes, we talk about UFOs, and yes, we talk about orbs, and yes, we talk about paranormal. And now, yes, we are believing that it's all interconnected, right. but maybe at the heart of this show the is, core, is, is Bigfoot. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So let's dive into it. Tonight, our guest is Dave McCullough, who, before we were contacted by a CIA operative last week, <laughs> it was supposed to be last week's episode, is what right. we're doing tonight, and that is taking his piece of audio evidence... Dave McCullough has been on the show before. You can go back and listen to the episode where him and John Wilk from Squatchachusetts uh, come on the show and mm -hmm. talk about that organization and their experiences. David mentioned during that interview that he had some audio of a Bigfoot or possibly a Bigfoot making an audible groan or growl. Right. So we're going to play that audio for you tonight. And we sat here listening to it like... Um, I don't know. What was that movie, The Conversation with Gene Hackman? We're all sitting around this thing yeah. with headphones on, trying, and when we all heard it, I wish, huh. dear monster listening, I wish you could have been in the room because we all looked at each other like, holy shit. It was unreal. It was an awesome moment. And it was so cool for him Whatever to, to send those to local. us. You know what I mean? What so. was that? Go ahead. What is it, Davey? Whatever it is, it ain't local. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that is true. So we're going to play that audio uh. for you. Dave's going to be on in a minute. Um, but we thought it would be fun. Because we're doing a deep dive into Bigfoot a little bit, and mm. specifically Bigfoot sounds. Yes. Because we don't have a body, we have tracks, so the only other real compelling evidence is the noises they make. Right, audio. And yeah. there have been people throughout uh, time who have captured some audio. So mm. we pulled a video and pulled together some of the most intriguing Bigfoot sounds. It's about a minute long, and we'll kind of maybe stop it and talk about it. Producer right. Kerry is going to uh, hit it for us. So let's listen together to some Bigfoot sounds, and it'll be interesting as you listen to these, then in a few minutes when we play Dave's sound to see if there's any similarities or if they sound radically different and just kind of compare them. So here we go. Here's some Sasquatch sounds captured by hunters. This is samurai chatter coming up, I believe, yeah. This is Alan Barry, right? Yep. First one? 1978. Okay. Sierra Mouse. <laughs> okay, so 
pause it for a sec, Carrie. Can you pause it? So we start with that that famous what they call the samurai chatter, the right. that one. And and Ronnie, I remember you talking about that they had some experts listen to that and they felt like linguists actually felt like there was a language in there. It wasn't yeah. just some guy going. I, I mentioned him, the gentleman in my book. Um, he's a naval linguist, and he analyzed that audio, and he was able to pick up that there is a language that's happening there. He's He was able to show this, and, and uh, I'll pull some stuff that we can post, uh, some of his findings, but it's it's fascinating, but he, he ties this in that there is some kind of language between uh, Sasquatches talking to each other. That's incredible. All right, here we go. more of a scream like the mm. like the uh, scream that people talk about. Wow. Crazy. Pause for a sec, Carrie. So you can see there's a gamut here of the deep guttural brrr and then these high-pitched wails. Right. Um, which, you know, I know I've, I've read accounts of experts saying they people thought they're wolves, but then they had People listen to him. It's like, well, it's not a wolf. Yeah, that's not a gray wolf. That's not, yeah. And it's funny when you hear like the Squatchachusetts guys or, or people do calls, oftentimes they'll do more of a high pitch, like, woo! Right. And you think it would be kind of deeper, which is interesting. It's yeah. like a whale. It's right. more like a whale than a, than a gr- grunt. Mm. Interesting. All right, go ahead. I mean, if you heard that in the forest, uh, I'd be running. Right? It's 1978, what we're listening to now in Washington. That is sounds like multiple ones. There's a rhythm terrifying. to it. There's a rhythm to yes. it. Holy shit. All right, now this is Washington again. Whistles. these come from the Pacific Northwest too. Yes. These are all from the 70s too. Yeah, late 70s. California, 93 this is. Jeez. It's like a banshee. Again, higher pitch than I would have. And there's a rhythm again. Yes. Holy shit, this is 73 in Pennsylvania. Oh my god. All right. Yeah. That's plenty. <laughs> All right, so I got to say I'm 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 somewhat surprised although like I said I've heard researchers do the calls before and they do Sometimes do the whoop, you know. Right. I'm just surprised how just because it can reach, I think it can travel some distance, yeah. possibly, you know. And how human it sounds, and how high pitched it is, uh, really surprises me. And how terrifying it is. Right? Can you imagine at night you're squatch hunting and you hear that? No. I mean, I kept thinking, guys. Sorry, Dave, butting in here. No. You could Dave. you could take uh, M night. Shyamalan, Wes Craven, and Marilyn Manson put them in the room. They couldn't come up with sounds as scary as that. Right? And here's the thing. <laughs> I mean, and, and, and again, it just kind of well stirs said. your soul. You know? it, it, it does. And we focus so much on witnesses on this podcast and how, how moved we are by witnesses. And guys like Dave, our guest coming up, these are, these are outdoorsmen. 
Absolutely. And they've yeah. heard every sound to be heard in the forest. So they know like, oh, that's a, that's probably a cat or that's yeah. a, oh, when a when a wolf's in distress or when they're mating or whatever. They know all that oh, shit. Oh, yeah. They can tell you that's a, that's a horned owl, great horned owl, right. that's this. Yep. So when they hear a noise that they can't explain while squatching, when you add kind of the psychic element to it of mm-hmm. con- feeling connected to these beings and maybe they've found tracks around there and other things that it's just, and wood knocks. Right. Back at them, which uh, if you don't know is when they knock on trees and they get a response. Oh my God. They're communicating um, dif- I distances. I don't yeah. even like walking the dog outside <laughs> <laughs> in the dark. Carrie, I can see your face playing those. <laughs> Carrie just, was, yeah, Carrie the whole time she's playing those are just shaking her head like, nope, nope, nope. <laughs> no, thank you. No, Hell thank you. No. Um, oh man, unbelievable. So let's, let's get to it then. Let's get to our guest, Dave McCullough. From Squatchachusetts, um, and he sent us this audio of his experience. Uh, he'll tell you where he will set it up, and I just gotta promise you that you will hear something in this audio. It is really amazing, and we'll talk about it on the other side. Here's our guest, Dave McCullough from Squatchachusetts. Dave McCullough, welcome back to Monsterland. Thank you for having me back. Well, I think, is this correct, Ronnie? You're our first return guest. He is. Oh, wow. I feel privileged. (laughs) You're special, Dave. (laughs) Um, Well, Dave, speaking of privileges, um, this this episode's a deep dive into Bigfoot, which we probably is too long of a time coming. You know, we talk about everything on this podcast, and usually per episode, we talk about multiple things. And Coming up in Monster Mail, we actually are going to get into UFOs, but uh, the meat of this episode, if you will, is is Bigfoot. And since you're a local guy, and we know you, and we've uh, been, you know, squatching with you a little bit, we couldn't let go of the fact that you have evidence, you have audio evidence of a potential Bigfoot. So we had mentioned it, as you know, the last time you were on, um, and we had, we had mentioned it last time you were on, and. Now, you were nice enough to get us that audio file. Um, but before we even play that, which is stunning, and we we're like kids at Christmas when we heard it, um, <laughs> let's talk just, let's back up for one second and talk about, let's reset again, your thoughts on Bigfoot after studying it all this time. What are your general thoughts on the phenomenon? Oh, boy. They have changed over the years. Um now I, I'm just trying to pin it down as to what what uh, kind of creature it is. More than just to me, it's more than um, just another animal. Because um, I think by now we would have had one in a cage or a zoo. And this thing is just a very intelligent, very elusive. It its main basis of survival is avoiding humans, but yet they're still on the fringe. They're not as far out and remote as most people would think. They're, they're just on the outskirts. And um, I think they're opportunists where they can take advantage of abusing man a bit. But um, in my, in my, this is only my opinion. I think they're more of a person, more of a uh, hominoid. Yeah, that, uh, according to the natives, it's another person. They're the forest people. Right. Um. Early on, I, it, to me, it was just just another animal, just another flesh and blood animal in the woods that just hasn't been discovered. But uh, over the years, I've definitely done a three sixty on that and uh, kind of finding an explanation to how come this thing can't be cataloged. And that and that's because your encounters, right, where you had some orb experiences, you had some paranormal quote unquote experiences in the woods when you were out. Bigfooting or in areas that are hot spots. Exactly. That's that's led me to believe a lot that um, three or four experiences I've had with strange lights and orbs uh, are while while out bigfooting, which um, just just baffling to me. Dave, um, you work for your town. Um, do you? Do you get ridiculed at all? Like, do you, when you do mention this to people, or are you very careful about who you mention it to? I generally don't bring it up, but if I hear someone talking about it, or some people that know I'm into it will bring it up, but I'll usually wait for them to bring it up first. And I've noticed over the years since the show Finding Bigfoot that uh, 
it's more mainstream and more people are open to talk about it. And, um, huh. yeah, I do. I still get ribbing all the time. And, hey, have you found him yet? You see him yet? <laughs> uh, hide and seek world champion. I get that all the time. Right. You'll never find him. Now, does does that like would you be more reticent, or you know, would you would you hesitate to bring up kind of the orb part of it, you know, and you focus more on the Bigfoot part of it, or are you fully confident now to bring it up to anyone? I guess I'm trying to gauge how it's affected your life, and 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 if it's affected it at all negatively in terms of how people see you or perceive you. Um, early on, I was really concerned, but now I just, I know what I saw. There's no doubt about it that I wish I could say that about a Bigfoot, but I've seen the orbs. I've seen the really strange lights up in the trees and I have no problem at all talking about it because I, I want to be able to say that about a Bigfoot that I've seen it, but I haven't, but I've heard things and, um, I think I've been close on a few occasions, but, um, now I have no problem talking about it, but early on, that was uh, 11 or 12 years ago when I started seeing the orbs that, yeah, I wouldn't just bring it up and, hey, have you ever seen them? But if anyone brings it up or have you ever seen anything strange out there, I'd say not Bigfoot related, but I've seen orbs. So I can relate to anyone that's seen any of that. And it seems like a lot of people have, especially up in the Northeast there, that, um, People I've talked to that uh, do this a lot at conferences a lot, they're not surprised. They've seen them too. And it's tough to put them both together, but to see this stuff while you are out Bigfooting, it's it's weird. I could be out there all night not Bigfooting and not see ups, but on nights where we're out doing this and then you see them, it's just, you know, is it a, is it a coincidence or is it something to it? Dave, what... Um one thing I wanted to ask you is, you know, one of our guests that we just had on, Scott Varden, last episode, who's had some different experiences, alien kind of kind, and uh, others that have had experiences with Bigfoot. Do you feel like since this, you've really kind of, it's changed your life, do you feel like it's been a spiritual experience, or do you feel like it's been more of a, something else? Do you feel like it's been more of, uh, you know, because a lot of people talk about, you, you mentioned it being more of a human uh, so do you feel like that is, I guess, what 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 your experience would be? What, how would you equate that? Is it a spiritual one or if it's more negative? I really did have an awe when I did see the orbs. It was kind of, um, that, especially the first one, it was like, I was just stunned. I was absolutely stunned being from around the city and being up in the woods and seeing that, that I had no idea what it was at first but then we talked about it and if there wasn't someone there with me i'd be uh you know but that corroborated it for me because he saw the same exact thing we didn't really talk about it till we left the area and um he was pretty freaked out i was pretty freaked out and but it happened so fast that it it did kind of feel like wow we're in the right place at the right time very lucky and like I said before, just from talking to a lot of people on the West Coast, some Native American people, that they say there is a just either another dimension or shape-shifting, or it's like they're here and then they're gone. And a lot of times, I know, actually in the last year, I've had a couple of people that told me about their sightings that they can't understand how it just disappeared without, you know, crashing through the trees and making a more of a ruckus leaving then you know it's just gone so um i'm starting to lean on the fence that there is something to the uh another dimension or just something we can't we can't pick up and uh, we're, we're about yeah. to play this stunning audio of, of what you heard um one last question before we play it and, and set it up and get into it um you mentioned the word you know ronnie talks about was it a spiritual experience? You mentioned the word opportunists when you were talking about Bigfoot, which to me connotes a personality, an interchange of ideas or thoughts. Um, do you feel a psychic connection to these things when you're near them, when you've had experiences? Uh, is there something more than what we can see? I, I haven't felt that yet, but I know a lot of people that have that have told me that they, uh, you know, it's almost like mind speak or you know, a lot of people, like I felt that day where you're going to play the sounds, I 
I got a, a primal instinct instantly to get out of there. Mm, and, I, well, like, I out, and this was broad daylight early in the morning. Um, other than that, I was just having a good time. It was kind of spur of the moment. My buddy and I went up to Whitehall, New York for the weekend and he was sleeping in for a while. So I was up and about and I'm like, well, I'm going to, the original plan was we were both going to take a ride out in this, uh, the two person pedal boats. And he was staying in, so I just, to kill some time, I grabbed the camcorder and hopped in it, and it was huh. kind of funny that it really wasn't a Bigfoot expedition, but I ended up just sitting in this uh, channel filming, and um, I don't know, to me, I was in a good mood, and then all of a sudden, I just felt this dread, just that wow. I got to get out of it. I uh just felt... In, in the recording, I don't know if you can hear it, I had a timeline I was going to give to Ronnie, I couldn't find it, that you'll hear my, you can literally hear my stomach growling, because I had the camcorder on the, just on the right, shelf we, of the we, boat. We did hear Yeah, that. we did hear it, we thought that was it at first, and then you hear the real growl, and you're like, oh my god, so, alright, let's get into the video then. Ronnie, talk about this area real quick where Dave was and that there's some um, history to this area. Yeah, so Whitehall, Whitehall New York actually has a um, annual Bigfoot competition where they're trying to do the howls. And it has <laughs> a long history that goes back to the Native Americans. Um, and the Abenaki people, which was the Algonquin tribe from the area, um, you know, they had stories about the, the Kiwak, which is like eight feet tall, covered in fur, red glowing eyes. And, you know, there's also stories that were uh, witnessed by different police officers. And one of the most credible one goes back uh, in 1976 to Brian Goslin, who was a police officer who saw this creature that he couldn't identify on a bare road. He's gorgeous, by the way. <laughs> Brian Gosling. <laughs> Wrong guy. Oh, Wrong right. guy. Never mind, never mind. So it has a long <laughs> history. So I found that's really fascinating too that, you know, Dave's in this hot spot. Yeah. You know, uh where Did you know happens. that, Dave? Did you know it was a it was a squatch hot spot at the time? Oh yeah, yeah. I've been there okay. a couple times okay. uh, with the BFRO expedition a couple years before, so I've probably been there four or five times before this happened. Okay, okay. So there you are. What you're about to hear is our guest Dave McCullough from Squatchachusetts, Bigfoot researcher and hunter. Uh, he's in a paddle boat, and you'll hear some kind of ambient noise. We found the, the moment, and and David, I want to tell you, we were listening to the full, like you know, and watching the full nine minute video, whatever it is, and. We were sitting here going like, uh, is that it? Is that it? And we were, you know, I'll tell you off the record, we, we, were, we were disappointed. We were like, it's just not that we didn't believe you and not that we didn't think it would be there, but we just wanted to make sure that it would be clear enough that we could say, wow, this is potential evidence and it would make exciting podcast audio to tell you the truth. And we're running it and we're listening to it intently and we're like, I don't know, is that it? No, that, sound, that could have been his stomach. And when you hear the growl, it is so clearly an animal of some kind it's really stunning. And so what you're going to hear is our guest Dave alone in a two-person paddle boat. So you might hear some kind of ambient sounds of that. And then you're going to hear a growl. And this is the growl that Dave said made him want to flight, which, by the way, Dave, you could call a psychic connection if you wanted to, that immediate feeling mm -hmm. of dread. Very common in Bigfoot reports. And very common yep. in Bigfoot reports. And you felt sick to your stomach, you said. So here it is. Turn it up, uh, monsters. Here's our guest Dave McCullough in his paddle boat and listen carefully you will hear a growl a few seconds in actually two yeah well it, it builds it's, up it's and then yes and then there's a there's some noise and then a again let's can we, can can we, we hear that, that again? again yeah so it's actually two growls yes <laughs> it's two. Oh, all right, Dave. 
<laughs> now, Dave had told me when he Holy when he was shit. out there, he didn't hear this the first time. Okay, so Dave, you did not hear that in in live time. No, Is that correct? That's correct. I just had the dread and the uh, just a bad fail to get out of there. I don't know before the growl if you can hear me. I start pedaling. Yeah, you take off. Yes. You take off almost like you did hear it. But it, but he didn't, and they heard it after when they're playing back the audio. Okay, so that makes it even more compelling. I, I misunderstood. I thought you heard it and got scared. So you just had the feeling of dread, took off, got out of there, and then later heard what we just heard. That's correct. Um, when I got back, I have a friend that's a musician, and I was asking him to transfer the videotape to a um, CD or DVD. And the TV speakers didn't really have it, but when he put it through his music system, it just kind of like jumped right out of the speakers, and he, we were both like, what the hell is that? Oh, my God. Me like, what the hell is that? And I'm like, I don't know. I, I don't know. And he's like, what do you mean you don't know? And I'm, uh, but the camcorder picked it up. And, and we talked a little bit about this oh, earlier, man. that there is the, you know, this could be a big cat. This could be an, an eastern mountain lion that's not supposed to exist, but uh, yeah, it could be right. So this is another. Yep. You know, Dave thinks you know this isn't just a bigfoot. You know, this could be that. Or this could be a big cat. It has that? But when very you similar when but. you couple it with the you know feeling he had yes. and where he was yes. and the fact he's a Sasquatch hunter, it's just the layers. Right. Yep. I'm gonna have you know what, David. I'm gonna have you do, and there's a little extra work for producer David. I'm gonna have you. Um, isolate just the growls and play them now okay do this for me so here we go just in case you're out there and you kind of got confused by the other sounds here are just the growls alone and we'll play them right now So there you go. In case uh, any of you missed him, uh, that was just the growls alone. We got rid of everything else around it and after it. I mean, to me, that is just stuff. Holy crap. <laughs> Man, uh, David. And, uh, and here's the other thing. I don't know what to say. Dave said he was, how far are you said, Davey? 10 to 15 feet away from this particular shoreline where this creature would be. So he was very friggin' close. Ugh. Uh, yeah. David, are you ever scared now when you do a squatch hunt? Um, I'm more prepared. Like I got out of there and I couldn't get stuck cause I got almost back and the, um, the propeller on it actually got started clogging up and it was hard to pedal. I just barely made it back. And, um, I really learned like it was kind of foolish to be, I, I didn't have no weapons, no, no nothing really. If I got stuck out there, I was, I was in a world of trouble. So mm. I learned to always bring someone something with you and you know protection a knife anything just something to um i i was pretty lucky pretty foolish but pretty lucky <laughs> because that's one of those things like um that's what i'm wondering on a fear factor level like so you're out there and we talk about these things and it's all in theory but you've had a couple encounters besides this i know you and you and um john wilk had a at a an encounter with a, with a group that you took on a tour and people saw things in those moments, I would imagine fear is part of the equation or, or do you start to think like, ah, I don't want to be this close anymore. Or are you more like, let's do this. It's here. I want to see it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's kind of like, um, your adrenaline fires up and you kind of know this is what we come out here for. So you, a lot of times just sit tight. I've uh, never really since then like hightailed it. That incident, I did hightail it out of there, and I didn't even see nothing. But hmm. I just had like a, an absolute fear. But other times, uh, we've had some trees pushed over, uh, some banging, and it is it is pretty intense. Where you want to you fight or flight, it's telling you to get the hell out of there. But then you're like, if we leave, this is what we come in there for, you know? Right. Yeah. But. Um, the last last time we had a tree come down, it was a it was very close. So we thought, you know what? I think it's bet we call it the crescendo to get the hell out of here. And mm, yeah. it was very close. And the last thing we want is someone get. I mean, we do want the evidence. We do want all this, but we don't we don't want to get killed out there either. You know. Right. Well, uh, David, thank you so much. It's stunning audio. It's incredible. It's exciting. It's it's. Uh, and it's 
you know, it's it's a monster land piece of evidence, if you ask me, and throw it in the equation, even though it was in that part of New York. This is what is happening right in our backyard. Uh, you can check out Squatchachusetts on Facebook. Uh, reach out to David or John Wilk. Um, thank you so much, David. Any, any last uh, thoughts or anything you need to plug or anything you want? Floor is yours, brother. No, I just appreciate you guys taking those, listening to them and playing them. Um, really confirms it for me that there is, you know, again, I'm not saying it's a Bigfoot, but it could be a big cat, could be something that shouldn't be there. That um, I know it's very interesting, and I really appreciate you guys playing it and having me on again. Well, we love it. Thank you, Dave. We'll talk to you soon. Um, and maybe a monster out there, one of our monsters, our listeners, is an expert in, in big cats and can confirm or deny that or have an opinion on it. We want to hear from you. You can contact us. Uh, you know how to do it through our social or email. So thanks, Dave. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Davey. Thank you, guys. Uh, another f***ing pickup. God damn it. Oh, shit. We're recording. Want to go deeper into the mystery? Get the book Monsterland, Encounters with UFOs, Bigfoot, and Orange Orbs by Ronnie LeBlanc. Available now on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and everywhere fine books are sold. Well, there you have it. Dave McCullough and his audio we finally got it, Ronnie, and wow, breathtaking. Crazy. What do you think when you hear that? I mean, as someone who's, you've actually cast a footprint. Talk about that for a second. Sure. We're talking about evidence of Bigfoot. Yeah. And, you know, that stunning potential audio evidence. We listened to some other really haunting audio mm. evidence before the interview. Um, but you actually had a person that you know and trust um, contact you and say, yeah. hey, I saw something, and then you found prints and went out and Case uh, casted them. Talk yeah. about that process and what that's like. So it was weird because I had I didn't know this guy before, and I met his brother, and we were talking. Our kids were going to the same school, so we were talking after, and he he found out I used to live in California, so he was asking me about Cali, and I mentioned one of the best places is Northern California and Redwood Forest, and I said, you know, when you're out there in this kind of environment, you can see something like a Sasquatch living out there. And he's like, what? Started dying laughing. He's like, you Bigfoot, what are you talking about? So he was laughing about that, and I explained, oh, yeah, I've always been into this stuff and research, blah, 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 blah. So maybe a week or two weeks later, his brother goes for a hike in Lemster State Forest with his wife. Summer, June 2010, no one's around. They come to a fork in the trail. He said that they felt like they were being watched the whole time. Huh. Right in Monsterland. Yep. And they came to this fork. They were trying to find No Town Reservoir, took the wrong trail, came back to that same fork maybe 15, 20 minutes later, and there were tracks in the ground. And he approached and instantly said the hair on the back of his neck went up. He approached the tracks and noticed that they were pretty deep. And as he looked closely, he saw five toes in the mud and a straight line six feet between each of those footsteps. There were six total coming out of the woods, through the trail, back in the woods. And, you know, he freaked out. They took, a, again, just got mind scrambled where they took two hours to get out of there, got home, could not sleep. He called his mother days after, was crying, just did not make sense. He really started thinking about, man, I think I found like a, you know, Bigfoot tracks because he started thinking about Monsterland and the story and all that. So he ends up telling his mother and tells his brother at some kind of birthday party, and he goes, holy shit, you got to talk to my buddy Ron. He's totally into this. So, so if I never made that. You just happened to mention Bigfoot. Yes. Weeks before, and then and his then brother this, has an experience. And then this happens. And, and then he, you go out and cast the tracks. What did they look like to you? Well, at first I made sure I called him and, and I talked to him in a good half hour. And you could still tell that this guy was shooken up. Yeah, did you say he was crying at one point? He, he was in tears in the sense when he's telling his mother about it. And <sighs> this guy's in his almost, he's over 50 and he was kind of like, I just this doesn't make sense. See, that, and you that know, moves me when so when I talked to him and he said, I won't go back there unless someone has a gun. That's how scared I am. Holy and I said, you know shit. what, dude? I carry, I have my license to carry, I'll go back with you and we'll see if we can find them and ca cast them. We found them, and again, this time thing where we got there maybe 10 minutes later, there were four wheelers that were coming up the trail that were gonna go over the tracks. And we found them, you know, 10 days after these were made. So I had no hopes that we would find them. And when we did see them, it was one of these experiences I will never forget where I was like looking at 
this is amazing. Just, you just knew it was special. You just knew it. Mm. And again, the hair on the back of my neck went up. I almost felt like we were being watched when we were discovering mm. this stuff. And so I had just enough casting material, which actually came from my sister. And uh, she got it for one of our kids to kind of put their handprints in. And I had it in the closet. We never used it. Oh, my it. God. And so the day before, I remembered we had this. And I brought it with some water. And we made a little casting kit and had enough just to cast one of the prints. So we took the best-looking one. Um, and as the four-wheelers came up, we realized we can't you know, let this sit here. You got to let it dry before you take it out. And I remembered reading about John Green, who was a Canadian journalist that was a skeptic turned believer, and they cut out tracks just out of the earth and lifted them out. So he said, why don't we do that? So his brother had a knife. We I cut see. out the earth. So you don't have to wait for it. Right. So we pulled the whole thing out like a big brick yeah, kind of yeah, chunk yeah. and put it in this box. And when you see the print itself, it's pretty insane. But when you take the print out and actually see the print that it made and how deep how it deep is, it is. Whoa, it, you're <laughs> it like, big. whoa. And then... I saw those that straight line, three and a half inches deep, each of the footprints, and he's 240 pounds. He was putting his foot next to it after it had just happened, maybe 20 minutes later. He could not break an inch in depth, and this was about three and a half inches deep. And uh, yeah, it was, it was for me, obviously kind of put me on this path again and brought me back, it flashed me right back to when I was a kid and having that experience and going, oh my God, is this uh, all yeah, connected? Is yeah. this all? Why am I so fascinated with this stuff ever since I was a kid from that experience? So it, it changes you. <sighs> Unbelievable. Um, and thanks again to Dave McCullough for that audio. And this is two weeks in, in a row now where we have had monster listeners or participate, you know, people who participate in the show give us media and it's just awesome. We want it. We want more. Keep it going. Keep it so, going. So like last week, we posted a, a still of the orb video sent to us by a listener, by a Monsterland listener. Happened right near here in uh, New Hampshire, southern New Hampshire. We posted a still of that orb um, that we talked about in last week's episode. You can go back and listen if you haven't. Um, we posted that on our Instagram account. So you can go to Monsterland Pod at Monsterland Pod on Instagram, all our social media, Facebook, everything's at Monsterland Pod. And please, 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 if you have a picture or even a story, especially a video or a piece of audio like Dave, anything that you have, send it to us and we will drill down on it. If you want to remain anonymous, we will do that. Absolutely. Some people ask, don't say my name. Even if they send us links to articles, they'll say, don't use my name or right. don't use my last name. We will do whatever you guide us to do, and we will always treat you with respect. So please send us your media, and we will get into it. Speaking of media, take it away, Producer Dave. All right. Thank you, Maddie. Guess what it's time for? I know. You are listening to the Monsterland Podcast with Ronnie LeBlanc and Maddie Blake. I'm scared to close my eyes. I'm coming apart! Now it's time for Monster Media. Yes, sir. Time for Monster Media where we play clips from popular culture. Could be TV, could be film, could be a number, could be reality TV, could be a number of things. And uh, the boys try to guess where it comes from, and then they discuss whether it's accurate, what kind of issues it brings up. So are you guys ready? Let's do it. Ready. Number one. Here we go. Let's do it. I have something I need you to translate for me. Now you heard it. What do you make of it? Is that? Yes. Wow. Well, and there it is. There you have it. We only know this, <clears throat> I think, Ronnie. We only know the answer to this. I wouldn't have got it if I if I hadn't known that last week. Dave pretty much told us he was going to play a clip oh, from your people. Uh, <laughs> I you forgot were, about that. You so were paying was, that would be a rival. I was thinking <laughs> Aliens because I, I heard yeah. the movie Aliens but was it's, scoring It's real. amazing that that's the sound. Maddie, you got it. 
uh, Arrival, that is the scene where she's listening for the first time to a recording. And that's exactly what we did tonight with Sasquatch. We're sitting right. around a recording, listening to audio. Oh, that's great. Right? Uh, so There were some perfect. similarities. Yeah. Very. Yeah. Both yeah. sounded like growls. Yeah. Uh, I mm. love this movie. Oh, um, so well done. I had a really funny experience with this movie when I was driving home. I took my son and my wife to it. I guess it came out a year ago, a year and a half ago. Yeah. And um, so my son was 12 at the time. He's now 13. And we're driving home, and uh, I won't give a spoiler alert away, but I said something like, as we're on the ride home, 20 minutes after the movie, we're halfway home, and I go, oh, wait a second. So she was having flash forwards to the da-da-da-da-da-da-da. And I, I c- predicted the big reveal twist that there's the movie, but it took me like 20 minutes to get it. And my son who's 12 goes, uh, you just figured that out right now. Like you totally knew when you were watching. I was like, oh, damn it. My 12-year-old is smarter than me. My son does that to me, too. And you know what? When uh, I get home, I'm going to ask him to explain Arrival to me because I'm still a little fu- I'm still well, a little fuzzy on the I, whole time. I figured it out. I figured right. it out. But um, I love this movie. Oh, it's great. The scene where she is... Okay, there, there are some faults with it, I think, but let's not nitpick. The entire section of that film in dealing with the craft was everything I've ever wanted out of a UFO movie since I haven't seen anything that compelling and awesome since Close Encounters. Say, Close right? Encounters. Yeah. It, just the way it's like upside down and, yes. and the way they have to take the um, forklift and right, she, just to she, reach to it. Do you yeah. remember? Like, yeah. Just to reach it they have to take a forklift which is a wonderful piece of reality mixed in with the unbelievable fantasy right. what the hell is this thing? And then there's a scene where she like she literally like touches it's so well done. Yeah. They're, they're about to go into the craft on the on the forklift thing. And right when they're about to enter, she lifts up and just like touches the outside of the craft. And I'm like, yes, it's like that level of specificity. Like that's that's the human moment. Like that wouldn't we all just like Absol- touch it? Oh yeah. Like what is right. this thing? And I'm so glad they shot that. That that like, that little human moment. I think right. that they nailed it. And we know from Grant Cameron a guest on this podcast mm-hmm. who we mention all the time to go back and listen to the Grant Cameron episode. He talks about this has been going on, disclosure has been going on since the 40s. Right. And in the 50s and 60s, Walt Disney himself was given information to make a UFO movie, basically, a documentary. And I watch a movie like this and I swear to God, something like this happened again. I said it last week at the deepest levels of our government and they're just giving us different examples of how it could be. Right. And they got Spielberg and all that good stuff. It's a great movie. Well, we talked about contact last last week on the yeah. pod, and yeah. and Maddie, you said you have no doubt that some something like what happened in contact. And the one thing that the two movies have in common is the element of time is different for the aliens than yes. it is for the humans. Right? We, we live in linear time, and yes. they live in a yes. And it it's that to that blows my mind because because why it it poses the question why would they necessarily experience time the, the way we do? And it's a great question. Right. Why would they? Why would they? And it almost necessitates traveling that distance if it's not some sort of other dimension it almost dis- necessitates a bending of space time yes to get here mm-hmm. so right there i mean maybe maybe they don't experience time differently but they certainly can manipulate it right if they get get here as they do from very very far away so i love it it's a great pick um I'm I'm still haunted, David, by your thing last week of why don't we have a definitive Bigfoot movie? I mean, I th- I think that is that's haunted me ever since he said it last. Well, week. Maddie, we got something. What we got something, oh! Maddie? Yeah, late late breaking news. There, love it. There's this is you get you got to love when a, a movie comes out and that w- without the fanfare, but with this sort of mysterious buzz. How appropriate for Monsterland? Perfect. Right? Yes. We st- I started hearing a little bit about this movie recently. And uh, I'll, we should just play the trailer. And you guys feel free to narrate because not everything is going to be uh, audio. There's going to okay. be some visual stuff. You okay. might. Okay. It'll become clear who's starring in it. But here we here we go. The the um, you might as well say the name of the movie, I guess, right? Okay. So sure. this movie, uh, the 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 title itself speaks volumes. The man who killed Hitler and then the Bigfoot. Here's the trailer. Oh. Hmm. My grandfather used to tell me stories all about this one soldier. As he got older, the stories got stranger. Some I believed, others I don't know. Sam Elliott. But it wasn't describing a man. Wallet, keys. It was more like something mythic, legendary. 
He's kicking ass in a parking lot. Sam Elliott. I feel like this is Roadhouse 2. You didn't any swords from any yeah. stones, did you? But you might have done something. Something bigger, maybe. Yeah, Ron Lemmingston from yep. Office Space. Ben, you look a little tired. What's bothering you? Things I could have done differently. Regrets. Now I shot someone during the war. I never wanted that. Even if he had it coming. And he did. So, spoiler wow. alert, we, we just saw him kill Hitler in, yeah. a, in, a par- in an apparent flashback. Right? Heard about All right, so north. I'm What's looking this movie up. Imagine all our worst fears about influenza in humans, bovine, swine, all of it coming true to life, only worse. It's the Bigfoot, Ed. Oh, the Bigfoot. It's the carrier it's like of the Bigfoot meets E.T., right? That's the, uh... All right, so that's good, Dave. This meets, meets Outbreak, maybe. This yes. Yes. looks unbelievable. It looks pretty good. It really does. Yeah. It's super well produced. It has a silly title, but it is a it is a serious movie. Um, the production buzz, budget is obviously incredible with the cast, and it's beautifully shot, obviously, from the trailer. Sam Elliott, uh, Ron Livingston, as you said. Larry Miller's in there. Um this was partially shot in Massachusetts, I'm seeing. Yeah, Western Mass. Holy so, crap. Filmed in Greenfield, Lennox, Montague, and Sutherland. <laughs> I know where some of those places are. Um, and by the way, we'll, it will come out February 8th, so right around the corner. It, uh, the news reflects it will be in some theaters, but also video on demand. So I guess you're going to be able to see All it. All right, I've, I'm literally sending an email right now because I have IMDb Pro. <laughs> sending a move I'm, I'm sending an email right now to the director his representation we're going to get him on this podcast oh, I want to awesome. talk this 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 could be our Bigfoot movie we wanted because although it definitely looks like it has tongue firmly planted in cheek at times it also looks like it's it's very serious in a lot of ways mm-hmm. um it seems like kind of a fantasist piece yeah about a man who maybe wanted to kill Hitler and I don't know but it, and then killing Bigfoot—that is just so. I, I can't wait to dive into this. this well done, y- yeah. Nice so it's, it's a good, it's, it's a good find. Uh, yeah. I, I give credit to producer Carrie who had to leave. She brought us cookies and then left. But she she uh, she noticed this movie as well. But um, a lot of great movies, I think, star have these sort of secondary actor stars. It's able to be made yeah. on a budget, maybe with someone's passion project. I don't yes. know. Someone from the Massachusetts Film Office yeah. called it the little film that could, which has been mm. tagged a lot of. I'm I'm optimistic, and and Sam Elliott coming off his his performance in uh, Stars Born is he's, yep. he's red hot all of a sudden. Mm. I think the uh, real question is why the fuck didn't I read for this? Yeah, why where where is where is Maddie Blake? After I call Robert's uh, representation, I'm going to call my representation. <laughs> you know the old story about the agent, and the actor, right, David? Go ahead. When the uh, actor's friend calls him, he says, "Dude, dude, uh, your house just is, it burnt down to the ground. You've lost everything." Mm-hmm. And he says to his friend, how did you know? He goes, well, your agent called. He goes, my agent called. (laughs) 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 All right. uh, Let's do a little monster mail. If you have questions or an experience to share, please send us your monster mail now at monsterlandreport at gmail.com. Now it's time for monster mail. Well, we got a lot of feedback, uh, monster mail, based on last week's episode check it out if you can uh the incredible interview man that we had um with a husband and wife team as it turned out scott and laura varden scott and laura varden uh we got contacted in case you missed it go back and listen last week's contacted by a guy out of the blue said he's with cia at one point and ex-military and quite frankly um you know he sounded a little out there as people who experience this stuff can sound and um I was a little hesitant. Again, I'm never, we're always respectful to everybody's right. stories because we're both believers, but you also want to, if someone is like, you're going to vet them out. I, yeah. If I someone's was, like suffering from a mental illness yeah. or something, you don't want to like have them on and imbibe that. So we were always careful about what we do and how right. we do it. And this guy, just something about him. I followed my gut on this one. You did. Where, you know, talked to him for two hours and I still was kind of like, I, I don't feel like he's lying to me yeah but, and I'm like then i like you start to kind of question all right are you really yeah <laughs> and then his wife comes anyway go listen yes. to the episode but uh, a lot of a lot of feedback on that please mail us uh, monsterlandreport at gmail.com or all our social media just you can directly message us there either in the comments or send us a message we're on social media uh, instagram facebook twitter at monsterlandpod 
So please, let's hear from you. We want your stories. We want your opinions too. If you hear something on this and you don't agree or you agree or you've got a take on one of our interviews or anything we do, yeah. please, we Love want to, to hear, hear from you. Yeah. Three great pieces of Monster Mail tonight. We're going to start that came on my phone while we are recording. So it doesn't technically count as Monster Mail, <laughs> but uh, it's from my dad. Oh, no way. Who, cool. Uh, it's so funny. My dad is like quintessential cliche Boston Irish Catholic. Like yeah. he is just... <laughs> what you'd think he is. If that if that if you can uh racially profile someone for being a Boston <laughs> Irish Catholic at his age, um, he's that. He's salt of the earth, he's the best. But he's also super open-minded about this stuff. It's so funny. It goes against kind of everything he believes in in a way, you know. Has he always been like this or more no, so since you've no. been kind of getting uh, Well, into I it? think it no, it has nothing to do with me, it's his age. I think with his age you comes start- this kind of wisdom of like, look, I don't know what the hell's going on out there. Right. I thought I did when I was 35. I thought I did when I was 45. I'm 70 now. I don't know what the hell's going on. You know, like that yeah. kind of wisdom that comes with the age of, it's funny, you get wisdom by understanding you don't know what the fuck's going on, right. in, you know, in a lot the of ways. you know your lessons. Yeah, right. so I think nothing, I think he just goes like, yeah, I mean, you know, I, and it, some of it does have to do with me because I said, dad, we go to, you, you went to church your whole life um, and we hear these stories. Right. And what's the difference between a white angel coming down and someone? And he's like, yeah, that's a good point. So anyway, I think it's just a fun thing for it. But he just texted me as we record this. You might want to check it out if you're listening to this because um, it would already have come out, <clears throat> obviously. But he said, hey, Tucker Carlson is doing a whole thing on UFOs. You should check it out. So I just did a quick search and someone said. Tucker Carlson, the dude with the from, bow tie. From Fox. Yeah, right? yeah. I guess yeah. he's from Fox. I don't, I don't really watch him. I've seen clips of him. I'd stay away from politics as much as possible. And I guess he had a guy on talking about the government's investigation into portals. Yes, that, 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 that report that just came out, Defense Intelligence Talk about Agency. that, Ronnie. Basically, they came out with, uh, they revealed a um, classified study that was connected to the uh, Louis Elizondo, the whole um, uh, UFO program. Yeah, the and this Harry Reid, 22 million yes. funding, yeah. So this was tied to like 38 different studies and some of these read like science fiction titles one of them being um tapping into multiple dimensions um a lot of stuff had to do with space travel and there are some uh, other questionable things that people are looking at now and, and they're revealing this um so they've been studying psychic phenomena dimensions all these different things for a long time and hidden. Now it's starting to come out that, yeah, we've been looking into this stuff and studying it. Woo-hoo! More and more Love stuff. It. And now it's on Fox news. You know, it's just becoming more and more common. Oh, is this it? Wow. Look at this. Is this tonight? Well, you well, may look- not have heard about this since apparently it's not a big news story somehow, but UFOs turn out to be real. We're not kidding. Recently, the New York Times profiled a like secret $22 million Pentagon program that investigated unidentified flying objects. Doesn't mean they're from outer space, but Yeah, I'm afraid this is from a year okay. ago, but, but apparently it's... That's it, when that it, story he, came out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And apparently he revisits this from yeah. time to time based on the comments. So. Okay, but it shows that he's, uh, he's following up on it. Oh, and he has Leslie Keen on. Holy yes. crap. And look Who, at Grant, Grant Cameron came on our show and said, I believe Leslie Keen's an operative. Yes. And <laughs> there's the book. And look at the that timing. Book's- this is a year ago. This was uh, literally four days to the year yeah. previously. And now this other report yes. has come out. So they're just. <laughs> David, I, I re- any monster out there who believes in this stuff and is, and is uh, inspired like Ronnie and I are to try to convince people who are skeptics in your life. Buy 10 copies or just one and keep handing it out and ask for it right. back. Like, I have one. It looks like the Bible. I've got it all uh, highlighted and everything. Buy Leslie Keene's book, UFOs. And just when someone goes, yeah, but it can't be true, just hand them the book and say, read it to me, shut up and read it to me. Uh, excuse, shut up, read it and talk. Military, come back pilots. It's a yeah. stunning. Now, see her, David? This Leslie Keene. Um, mm-hmm. Grant Cameron came on our show and and basically said, and you can go back and listen to that episode, which I mentioned earlier. Um, he basically said that she's being used, she's, not not used like she doesn't know what's going on, but well, she's an instrument. Yeah. She's the go-to, I should say, right. for the government. And they say here, and a lot of CIA cover is a journalist. Yes, right. So they can get into different countries and things like that. So that's what he kind of uh, says that she might be part of this whole. All right. Yeah. So you can text me too if you're like my dad. <laughs> I'm not giving up my cell phone on this thing. I've already been stalked by a CIA agent, for God's <laughs> sakes. Let me take a minute to talk about the Boston Podcast Network with Ronnie here. Uh, just a few years ago, Ronnie, podcasting was on the fringe of the media world. We all know that. Mm. Now, there are more than half a million active podcasts. 
We're on the verge of an information revolution. Uh, working with pod617.com, the Boston Podcast Network allows you and your business to be part of it. Pod 617 can produce your show soup to nuts with their professional producers, dynamic on-air hosts like us, mm -hmm. radio quality equipment that you can see right here. They produce my show and I couldn't be happier. Right, Ronnie? Oh, the best. These people are the best. Working with the Boston Podcast Network means becoming part of a community, allowing you to share in our success as you become part of a professionally marketed platform. Contact pod617 to start planning. In the meantime, Listen, learn, and binge. Whether you're into music, sports, comedy, business, politics, or the unexplained, you'll find something here for you. Visit pod617.com in Pod We Trust. Um, all right, so our next piece of Monster Mail is a follow-up also from last week. This comes from Michelle. Now, if you listen to last week's episode, Michelle told us about a ball of fire. Yes. That Germany. came through her grandmother's yes. apartment in Germany. So here's her follow-up. Hi, Maddie. Uh, glad you found it interesting. Uh, Michelle goes on to say, would you like more details? I found my notes and could provide if you're interested. Yes, Michelle. <laughs> the factory across the street was actually Frock Wolf. And it was my subsequent research that turned up that it made the Messerschmitt parts. Huh. Anyway... Let me know if you would like what else I have. One thing that she said, I love this, was that she recalled it was primarily red, but had a yellow core. Whoa. I asked her about weather conditions, time of day, et cetera, et cetera. Thank you, Michelle. Uh, I love that. Interesting. Having a, a different color core, yeah. which calls to mind, again, this whole orb thing. Right. Red, red, the, even red the picture, orb. the picture we posted of the video sent to us by a Monsterland listener of that orb, that was just a random screen grab I pulled. And look at all the colors in that freaking thing. <laughs> yeah. oh. When you look at it with your naked eye on the video, it looks just like a white shining orb with maybe right. stuff moving inside it. Yeah. And when I did the screen grab, it almost looks like, dude, look how much it looks like the ones that we talked about. The lady took where there's like faces in it. Oh yeah, doesn't it look like that? Oh my god, yeah. But that was sent to us by a Monsterland listener. Whoa. It almost looks like a face in there, doesn't it? Yeah, they there's all a lot look of different like that. colors and there's a lot of stuff. What the It's frick? so cool. Go to go go to our Instagram if you haven't and uh Monsterland Pod at Monsterland Pod and check that picture out. So thank you for the follow-up, Michelle. We'll uh, look into that more. And yes, we want your information. Now the final monster mail tonight is a doozy. This is from uh Todd Smith, who's from Lemonster. He's a friend of mine, and uh he's been really into the stuff the past couple of years. And he sent me this video, which I had not seen yet. It just was released January 9th on YouTube. Now, this video goes back to 2016. It was part of a documentary film that was done in Utah, and it was done by a drone filming this in slow motion. <laughs> I fell off my chair when I watched it. I watched it like 10 times. And in my opinion, from just watching these things from over the years, it is probably the best video I've ever seen of a UFO. And again, unidentified flying object. It looks, it's moving so fast, just even in slow motion that they try to slow it down even more. And they can't even, this thing is blurring, coming from the top of the mountain and coming down seemingly in front of the camera of the drone, almost like it wants to be seen. If you want to see it, we are going to link to it, right, David? Where will we put it? On the Monsterland page on Pod 617. So that's pod617.com backslash Monsterland. Great. If you would like to see this video yourself, um, you can also search YouTube. Just look up exclusive jaw-dropping UFO sighting caught on camera. New footage reveals. That's actually what it's called. And it's a Utah UFO. Uh, let's play a little bit of the audio of the, the filmmaker who accidentally captured this UFO allegedly, was operating drones for his film work, getting just what they call B-roll of landscape of these beautiful mountains, and he's just running a drone for a long time, and he's explaining what happened with his editor when they went back to the hotel that night. Our drone operator kind of starts scrubbing through the footage. We like just go through the footage every night just to make sure that everything turns out okay, and he, com he comes up to up to us at dinner and his face is just like totally white he's like guys i don't know what what i just saw but like we captured some crazy shit out there and uh you know 
go and go up into his room and go onto the hard drive on, and he shows us the clip and it's just like, you know, we're shooting 60 frames a second, try to slow it down as much as possible, literally like frame by frame by frame. Yeah. There was no way that he had like messed around with the footage at all. Okay. I was going to ask. Okay. So the, I'm watching it now. I've watched a hundred times. What's too, your, what's I, your initial gut reaction watching this? Thing? Now, when I say this, don't get mad at me. No, I don't, I won't because I don't, to me, it looks fake, but I, I'm not saying it's fake. I'm saying maybe these things, like the Tic Tac UFO military footage did not look fake to me. It, look, it looked almost incomprehensible, but it didn't look fake to me. didn't look doctored. But, but then I'm thinking maybe these things look doctored to us <laughs> because yes. they're so unbelievable, right? They're, they're, if they're hazy or they yeah, have all the, you know. and it just looks so clean and clear. And But I hear that story, and the guy doesn't seem like he's lying. And um, and here's what he said, too. When people ask, you oh, like why? it. You like I, it. Oh, I love it. And, and You do. I do. And my gut. Why? Um, I've just never seen anything like it. And um, one thing that I found interesting is that people say, all right, this video has been sitting for two years. Why? You know, they, they question that and they think that's a red flag. Right. But he calls it out and says this. He says, you know what? I didn't want to reveal this because I was afraid that I'm revealing either some kind of classified technology right. or I'm going to get in trouble by revealing something, you know, maybe I'm not supposed to, that maybe he caught something that mm. is alien UFO that mm. he could be in. He was in fear, not only for ridicule, but for his fear for his life. Of course. And he said what convinced him to release this video is what came out last year with the disclosure movement. And he felt like, okay, now people need to understand and and see what this is. Okay. So that that backstory and what we're seeing is what I said. I was like, this is legit. Okay. Now, about three minutes into the video, Monsters, when you go look at this thing, they do a comparison they edit in the Tic Tac UFO that we were just talking about. And I got to say, I'm being won over because there's, there's some similarity in the way it moves. There's some similarity in the way it looks. Um, it's like the, the shape is the same UFO with the dome yeah. glass kind of like oh, <laughs> it's shit. freaking crazy. And it's, it was filmed in slow motion. It's going so fast, so fast. They didn't see it until they started scrubbing the, Right. Well, I mean, that's a stunning piece of video. Um, either way, <laughs> I would love, I would love the monsters' feedback on. Yeah, on please. This. What do you what guys do you think? think? Is this real? Is comment, this Photoshop? Comment, comment. Let us hear from you um, on everything, but especially this. Let's do, maybe we'll do a little uh, poll too on Twitter and say that's a great idea. Do a little link to it and say is this real or not. Wow, what an episode again. We had Bigfoot on Bigfoot sounds, uh, new Bigfoot movie. We heard Ronnie's Bigfoot tales. We even got a stunning piece of UFO potential footage. Um, chock full once again, Ronnie. Unreal. Um, now, as we record this, I'm about to head out to do a little more work oh, yes. with you, the Lagina brothers. That's right. For you Oak Island fans. And uh, as we kind of get ready to head into the home stretch of what is season six this year. Exciting. And, uh, I can tell you to keep watching. That's all I can say. Oh, you uh, know something that we don't. Uh, I might. I might. Let's put it this way. There's a reason I'm going to see the brothers. Let's just put it that <laughs> oh, way. that's awesome. Um, hey, Maddie. Yeah. Just noting this podcast comes out uh, on the Tuesday before Super Bowl Sunday. Ooh. And I wanted to know if either one of you guys wanted to comment on the fact that the, the Patriots uh, advanced under, um, some would say, mysterious, suspicious circumstances <laughs> to the Super Bowl on the same day as a, what is the, what is the lunar phenomenon? The Red Moon. The, red, the Wolf Red Moon. Yes, the, the Blood moon. moon. Yes. So, so uh, settle the debate once and for all. Is Tom Brady an alien? Yes. <laughs> it's quite possible. No hesitation. <laughs> yes. I mean, there's no other. There's no other plausible explanation. Him and Elon Musk. <laughs> well, kidding aside, is there any? Is there anything to that? Um, strange things happening under uh, uh, lunar oh, of strange lunar circumstances. Absolutely. Ask any yeah. cop. About yeah, they, <laughs> full yeah. moons. Yes, they say nights of full moons. Yeah. The, uh, I so that's not just a trope. That's no, a, that's no. A, okay, yeah, no. Yeah. The, uh, there's definitely something to that. And and I took my son out and looked at the moon. Did you see it, Ronnie? I did, and I just thought of Scott Varden mentioned 
our last oh, guest. That's right. A lot of these sightings where the it looked like uh, space is being bent happens during the fourth quarter moons. Mm. So there's a there's something with the the lunar schedule and these things coming in and out. Fourth quarter moons. I was thinking the same. <laughs> fourth quarter moons. Well, fourth we quarter wanna... magic. This this podcast deals obviously with our own backyard here, Monsterland, uh, right in Massachusetts. So we don't. Want, but we do cases around the world. We have listeners in other. Uh, countries. countries, yeah. So we don't want to alienate anyone because we know there's a lot of haters out there. But that being said, it, go Pats! <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So for that, author- that could be a new tagline, Maddie. Alienate no one. Alienate everyone. Ooh, <laughs> I like it. Uh, for Ronnie LeBlanc, producer Dave, producer Carrie, I'm Maddie Blake. We will talk at you next week. Another new edition of Monsterland. Until then, monsters. I need a new tagline. I was going to say, what's your tagline? <laughs> Until then, monsters, <laughs> go pass. <laughs> yeah. Night, everybody. Thank you for joining us on the Monsterland Podcast. If you or someone you know has an experience to share, or if you have questions, you can reach us at monsterlandreport at gmail.com. Find us on social media at Monsterland Pod. Until we meet again in Monsterland. Did I just call you big and hairy? Big man, you are a bear.